taking an Epsom salt or Himalayan salt bath is one way to cleanse your aura. And what that does is it strips away all of the gunk that's attached to you, and it really lets you be in your natural tranquil state, which will allow you to dive deep into your intuition. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered, now with just Melanie. I'm really excited about my guest today because I think probably much like you, I've dabbled in astrology and I have some friends, you know, those friends who are like super intense about astrology. I've never been that person. Um, I just, I kind of know my sign a little bit. I know Libra. That's all I really know. And I probably don't even know it very well. I just know like sort of the McDonald's version of it. So um, to get like a really in-depth look and understanding of what astrology is, I'm super stoked. Lisa Stardust is a New York City-based astrologer. You're going to hear New York City in the background. And author of the best-selling Saturn Return Survival Guide and the Astrology Deck, which is your guide to the meanings and myths of the cosmos. Um, and a resident astrologer at Oprah Daily, which just like, that's so exciting. Refinery29, Teen Vogue, and the Today Show. I've seen your articles everywhere. Um, not only an astrologer, tarot reader, but also I've read the title Magic Practitioner. Lisa, what does that mean? Well, like everyone who's a teenager, um, I dabble in magic, basically, you know, manifestation, little spells here and there, but don't worry. I'm not hexing anyone. (laughs) I'm just trying to calm the drama in my own life. (laughs) When did you first discover that you could do that with magic? Well, my grandmother is from Cuba and she always would do little spells here and there. You know, people were talking about her or she would do an egg cleansing once in a while, which is Olympia. And when I was in high school, my best friends were a Wicca witch, (laughs) um, an artist, um, a violinist, and a goth. So the goth was also a vampire. And we used to, we were kind of like the outsiders. We were the only people who were kind of the misfits in my school. So we would cut gym class in Central Park because I went to school in Manhattan and we would just do like full moon circles and talk about our manifestations from the new moon and set our intentions together. Then as time progressed, I really began to find my calling and I also found a group of people who I who really accepted, you know, my magical beliefs, my astrological beliefs. And, you know, they're great people in the astrological community and they've really given me a lot of insight and helped me along my journey. How do you find people in the astrological community? Like, is there an actual study? Like, you know, I mean, a school of astrology, I guess. Yeah, there is. Um, I took classes with an astrologer for many years. And you can also take classes online. You can also go in person. And believe it or not, we actually adhere to ethics. So we're not, you know, the 
good astrologers, we adhere to ethics. So we're not basically just, you know, asking you for readings here and there, or we're not trying to get you to buy our services. I always say that, you know, take it or leave it. You don't have to believe in astrology, but I do. And there's nothing wrong with just having a laugh if you don't and understanding yourself at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm guessing that's what you say to people who think it's all kind of woo-woo, right? Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of friends who are not into astrology, believe it or not. My best friend since I was three years old, she is an anti-astrologer, <laughs> astrology, <laughs> and she always rolls her eyes when I talk about it, but she does support me because I'm her friend. It's just not something which she personally like subscribes to. Mm -hmm. And it's great because, you know, we can talk about other things most of the time. But when I do tell her about her chart, she always says I'm correct. But, you know, she always rolls her eyes when she (laughs) says that. So they always say that they actually find it really interesting and they're not opposed to it just because it gives it's not it's a harmless activity. It's Mm -hmm. a harmless pursuit. And you're basically understanding yourself and the world around you on a better level. So, you know, there's nothing really wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think like you said, I mean, if the ethics behind it are that, you know, it's not just some someone trying to scam you online or whatever, you know, that old like sort of idea that people have about it. Um, What are like, I don't know if you can share this or not, but what are like the ethics, the guides that you um, adhere to? Um, you know, I basically don't, you can hear a siren in the background. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Um, it's that time of the day. Mm -hmm. There's no action in the morning here, just only in the afternoon. Oh, really? Um, (laughs) yeah, I guess, I guess crime does sleep um, in New York City. Um, so, you know, basically I don't really ask people if they want a reading unless it's like a friend or a colleague just because I'd like to trade services or if it's someone I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there, a lot of the times I don't charge people for a lot of the readings that I do. If it's a client who's having a really hard time and needs more clarity and is booking a lot of sessions, I often refund them some of the money because I don't want to take their money. I want them to understand what I'm saying to them. Mm. And a lot of people are in an anxious state of mind and you can't really give people readings when they're anxious because they're not going to really take the information that you're giving to them. They're not going to receive it. And also they're not going to be open to hearing anything you have to say. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there are there are a lot of other things as well. You know, I don't really read for people who are really close to me, like my sister and my mother, Mm -hmm. just because I feel that every time we try to do it, we get into big arguments because we don't want to take the information in. Um, It's, I guess it's hard basically hearing things from the perspective of your child or your sister. Uh, But, you know, there are just a lot of the basics. I don't really offer extra services to people. That's another thing Mm -hmm. that we adhere to. That's part of the ethics. So you can't 
say to someone, you need a crystal because you're going through this, you know, buy it from my website. Sometimes I do tell people that they do need crystals and I suggest places to, for them to buy it, or Mm -hmm. I give them one of mine from my collection. Oh, I love that. I think I've had that happen to me a number of times, like go in somewhere and get a reading and they like fill me up with stuff. And I'm like, damn, I just spent a lot more money than I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that there is something like that. Um, because you know, there are people like you who are truly genuinely trying to help people you know, and I, I've heard a lot of astrologists say that, like, this is a gift that I feel I was given. This is something that I've tapped into. Um, and like the rest of us who are creatives or whatever it is, you want to share that with people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not really in this for, you know, like I always like to say, I'm not really in this for, you know, to make tons of money. I'm a full-time astrologer, yes, but I also really want to help people. So that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. So, okay. If everything, this is one of the questions that I've always had with astrology and, and I, I hope that you can clear this up for me. Um, I, so if everything I feel like it is based in, I guess your birth chart, um, is already sort of aligned for you. What then happens with free will? Okay. So I always <laughs> say that every <laughs> sorry. I always, <laughs> so I always say that, you know, we all have free will. We all have the capability to make our own decisions. All your astrology chart is telling you more or less is when the timing is right, what you're kind of in the mood for. You know, so if you're thinking about making an investment and let's just say Venus, which is the planet of money and Jupiter, which is like the planet that you would look for to make investments or gambles or bets or having really tense aspects, it may not be the time. You may want to slow it down for a minute, you know, Mm -hmm. so there's free will in obviously when you can do things, but a lot of people that I talk to, they're just looking for timing. Mm -hmm. And I actually practice more of something that's called horror astrology, which is very fast and hard astrology. And I actually don't use a birth chart for it because the question is the, the chart is cast the moment that I'm ask the question and I as the astrologer understand it so if it's like two o'clock on a Wednesday that's the time the date the year but I'm casting the chart for when I understand it right and I use ancient astrology to answer the question for three months time so a lot of people you know want to know like like is this person cheating on me like will we get back together are we breaking up um, well, I got this job. So it's more or less questions like that. Okay. Oh, I have so many questions I want to ask you right now. <laughs> I'm just like, oh God, I have so many questions about my own personal life, but I'll hold back on that. Um, you must get that a lot though, too. I know you said you don't like want to read for certain people, but you must get everyone in your life asking you for something. I used to, but I don't yeah. really anymore. Oh no. <laughs> um, It's just interesting because a lot of the people who, you know, it's always funny because 
every time I go to a party and people know I'm an astrologer, Mm -hmm. they always ask me questions. But if I'm in a social situation and no one knows that I'm an astrologer, it's always interesting for them to talk about astrology and to analyze (laughs) each other's charts. Yeah. Because sometimes they say things that are just totally crazy. Yeah. And I just laugh about it because it's not, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, and I like, what did you, what is your book called? You said um, the, uh, the astrology deck for dummies. Was that a thing? Is that what I read? No, somewhere? but it should be. Okay. <laughs> I thought that's what I read it's somewhere. The astrology deck, but not, not for dummies. Okay. Cause I, I was want... like, that's totally no. for me though. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm a, even though I'm a, I have a Sagittarius moon and they're known mm. for being very direct and blunt. Yeah. A lot of the times and not thinking before they speak, I like to use I don't like to use like words like dummy. It's like yeah. the astrology deck for those who would like to learn astrology. <laughs> Makes sense. It's I my understand. Libra rising. It's my Libra rising, you know, <laughs> trying to like tone it down a little bit, you know, so yeah. no one gets offended. When you say something like that, like Libra rising, what does that mean? So basically when you look at your rising sign, it's based on the time that you were born in the day. So your sun is based on the month, the 30 day period that you were born and your moon is based on the day that you were born because the moon changes signs every two and a half days. So when we say sun, moon, rising, which otherwise are known as a big three in a chart, it's really giving you, you know, a lot of the tea about your basically your astrological DNA. So for me, Libra rising basically says that a lot of people notice more Libra Venusian because Venus rules Libra qualities about me at first before any other, you know, any other vibe just because, you know, the ascendant is what people pick up on you. It's what you show off to the world. So Mm -hmm. at at times I can be very Mm fair-minded. Other times I cannot, (laughs) but (laughs) Um, it depends on my mood, I guess, but yeah. you know, as all Libras do, I do love, I do love a good laugh because it's an air sign. Yeah. And <laughs> I also love, you know, art and literature and music and food mm-hmm. and the bubbly as well. Yes. Libras are known for living a good life. You're a Libra. I am. So. <laughs> Libra, you know, a Libra son really loves to live the good life and, you know, it's just how you do. You just are really into fashion. Also, you know, Libra's really, Libra risings, they have a thing about their hair. They always make sure their hair is like done perfectly and that they wear monochrome colors. So to me, my hair is like my protection. You know, yeah. it's, it's like my mask. I like a lot of people, cause I've always had really long hair and I'm like, this is the thing I hide behind. My hair is like everything to me and not just like for vanity. It's just like, it's my, I don't know, like if I had a superpower or something, it's like, I can't be without that. You know, I got to hide behind it. It means something. Well, Libra rules the hair. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's really, that's, that's what it is. So, okay. So Lisa, what about, um, tapping into your intuition? How do I know when I'm tapping into my intuition and not just being 
paranoid or working through like the lens of past trauma? You know, like, where is it that you're like, no, I really know this is my gut, my intuition. I'm onto something. I'm feeling something. Um, I always say that if something doesn't feel right to you and that you can feel it in your gut, you Mm. may not be exactly on points, but Mm. something's not right in this situation or with Mm. the person. Mm. So there have been many times when I've met guys at bars and I've been like, oh, I don't really like their energy. And then I'm like, okay, I'll give them a second chance. And I'm like, why didn't I listen to my energy, you know, like my intuition? And we've all felt that way. But the more you kind of practice and use your tool, the better you'll be at making decisions. And there are ways that you can cleanse the tool so that you're able to use it to your benefit. One way is surrounding yourself with super intuitive people because there is power in numbers. Um, For me, the more that I connect with people in my community and converse with them, the more energy we can feed off of each other and we can really like see things on a deeper level. Number Mm -hmm. two is sometimes our auras are really um, in need of a cleansing. And that's why we can't really tap into our intuition clearly just because our aura is the energetic field that surrounds us. And we all have an aura. It's all different colors. Um, you can get your aura picture taken. And I've also written several articles about them, one for Oprah daily. Mm-hmm. And basically when you look at your aura, you know, sometimes it's in need of like just a cleanse so you can really tap into your natural being and state because you can pick up other people's auras. So if you ever bet someone that has really weird energy and you're like, wow, they're very vampiric, vampiric, like I don't really like their demeanor, um, that can stick to you. So taking an Epsom salt or Himalayan salt bath is one way to cleanse your aura. And what that does is it strips away all of the gunk that's attached to you. And it really lets you be in your natural tranquil state, which will allow you to dive deep into your intuition. Um, I don't know if you, have you ever gotten your aura picture taken? No, but I'm like super intrigued. I want to know now, where do I do this? (laughs) I got mine taken a few months ago with my mother and my mother is always saying that she's an intuitive person. I'm like, yeah, intuitive, because what you say, the opposite does happen. So <laughs> it's like, is that intuitive or is it just, you know, yeah, like, yeah. whatever she says, the exact opposite is the energy. Right. So, you know, we got our aura pictures taken and I had like primarily a blue aura, which means that I'm really sensitive. Mm -hmm. So I can really pick up on a lot of people's energies that I'm feeling and also white, which is clear. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why you have to keep your energy and your aura clean so you can tap into your intuition. Um, My heart chakra, my actual heart in the photo was pink. So that was crazy because that means that I have such an unconditional heart sometimes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, you should get your aura picture taken. There are ways you can find your aura just by kind of staring at your hands um, or sitting in a chair and looking at a wall 
or mirror for like a few minutes or a few mm-hmm. seconds and kinds of visualizing the energy around you. But, yeah. you know, there are also other ways as well, like using, I always say black tourmaline is great to cleanse your energy. And once you cleanse your energy with black tourmaline, selenite, you're going to really be able to be more intuitive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, amethyst is also great to have by your bed at night just because it will make sure that you're protected and that you're healing and that no one's getting in there and messing mm-hmm. with your energy. So yeah. I just say that intuition is really based on energy and it's really important to keep that clean. Yeah, I think that's why I've like been clouded. I've been living in this little apartment. I, I talk about it on the podcast all the time. It's supposed to be temporary. Well, you know, you live in New York City. I'm in I'm in uh, in a, a 200 square foot apartment, and um, I don't have a bath. I only have shower here. Uh, you can use this. you can use they have Epsom salt scrub for the for the shower. Okay, because I'm gonna need to get into that because I'm like I can't. I feel like I can't <laughs> cleanse it all. <laughs> well, or you can even make the mixture yourself. You can take water, like you can boil the water. You can put maybe you want to put like rose petals in it, mm-hmm. and you can put salt in it while it's boiling, yeah. and then you can strain the water, let it cool. And then you can pour it over your shoulders and rub it in yourself while you're ba- while you're showering, mm. or Dr. Teal's I think they make um, Epsom salt scrub, body scrub. Okay, I'm gonna have to look into that because I need something. I feel like I'm gonna also clouded lately. <laughs> also, the way you keep your apartment is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I write for a really wonderful site called The Hood Witch, and the owner of the and creative director of the company is always tweeting about how you should not look you should not keep mirrors in your bedroom or where you sleep just because it's really important to keep the energy clean and mirrors are gateways to other realms sometimes so it's really important mirrors all over my place (laughs) (laughs) i do i'm trying to to make it look bigger so i have mirrors like everywhere well, it just shouldn't be by your bed. Okay. Bed. So much for that uh, fun night eh, in, in the bedroom. <laughs> the mirror over the bed. <laughs> Forget or about you it. Put a, put a blanket over it or a sheet over it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, there seems to be, it's, it's funny because there seems to be to me a big shift, I think specifically in women, in harnessing their power and being more like intentional with what they're doing and how they create their lives now. I just, I mean, it's just what I'm seeing. Maybe we're more aware of it because the conversation is more open than maybe it was like, you know, five years ago. Um, I just think there's like just more of an intention in creating um, their lives. Are there specific magic spells that um, we can use to say, I don't know, manifest money, <laughs> a little more success, well, the love of, of your life. <laughs> of course there is. There's ways to manifest anything. Mm-hmm. Um, what I always say is the most important thing to do if you're talking about money in specific mm-hmm. is for you to really have your intention set. Does that make sense? Yeah. And yeah. to really understand what you want to attain. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times in magic, and I've done this 
two, I've, you know, I've done spells that have backfired or blown up in a different way just because I wasn't specific. Oh, yeah. Um, that's why I don't do love spells. Because you don't do what? Sorry? What? I missed that. You, you don't do what spells? I don't do love spells because oh. they've always backfired on me. I oh. mean, I've always found out what I've needed to find out, but I always say that anything that's ego-based where you're trying to control someone else's will, it just mm. never works to your advantage. Yeah. It always comes back to haunt you. Um, I can see that, yeah. Also, you know, if you're trying to manifest money, you might want to start on a day like Ju- like Thursday, which is Jupiter's day. And okay. Jupiter is the planet of expansion and luck. So if you're looking for a money spell, you would probably take bay leaves and you could put them in a bowl underneath your bed, or you can put bay leaves in water, you know, boil it with water and make it kind of into a little like like perfume or something okay. um, you could also have what I always like to do is I always like to set light a purple or green candle on Thursday if you're looking to expand for money okay. and you can put the candle in a little bowl of water for the spirits and put your letter of intention, which is going to be what you want to manifest underneath the bowl while you burn the candle. So that's, those are two ways. Also, Mm -hmm. Rose of Jericho, it's really wonderful. It's a dried plant and you can put it in water and it expands and grows in the water and you just let it open. And you can write your letter of intention underneath the bowl and things will come to you. Mm, I like this. I'm going to try all them things. <laughs> I'm going to try them all, everything, all the things. Yeah. I love this um, stuff. Michael Cardenas, he owns the esoteric site Old Ways. Okay. He always okay. has a lot of group services on his Instagram platform. Okay. He- I think get rich, witch or something like that. Get rich, witch. witch. Okay, <laughs> it's a little bit of a tongue twister, it's, or I think that's what it what it's called. And he does group services for people to okay money. I love that, and I love what you said. Like, you got to be careful with the intentions. I always say something like, I don't know. Let's say if you're a smoker, you know, um, to say something like, I'm no longer a smoker, or I'm quitting smoking this year, or this is the, you know, whatever you're releasing that habit. You got to almost be careful in how you ask to release the habit, right? Like you don't want it in a scary way or, you know, something that's going to shock you. You just want it to gently leave your life. Like you got to be very specific in those intentions. Yeah. I mean, are you going to say, I don't want to quit smoking because I don't want to die? Yeah. <laughs> or, or there's that. Yeah. Or like, I, I want, I want money. I want to make this amount of money and things, opportunities will come your way, you know, mm-hmm. or I want more work. I want more money. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful because sometimes you can say, I want more work and then you'll actually get more work, but you won't get more money. Right. Oh, I've been there. Been there. Wasn't specific enough. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, can you um, uh, finally explain uh, retrograde as well? And I've heard of retrograde. I kind of have an idea of it, but I'm like, I think just, you know, I kind of know what it is. 
Um, but I also had never heard of until I was on your site, Retro Shade. So this is mm -hmm. something new to me. Sure. Um, so basically when we are dealing with retro shade that is the i was born during retro shade that's why now my mercury is retrograde by progression mm -hmm. so when we look at retro shade that's two weeks before and two weeks after the retrograde phase actually occurs so when we start to see mercury slowing down it kind of sets the story for what's going to happen during mercury retrograde mm -hmm. and once mercury goes direct it kind of goes back to where we were before you know so a lot of the times it's really common for people to get into an argument with their partner i've been there during yeah. retrograde just because mercury is slowing down and communication is kind of you know getting a little bit crazy and bonkers mm -hmm. so that can be the start of it then you know things can die down during the retrograde or worsen and then you know people chill and they're like oh remember when you did that that annoyed me and that usually happens during the second retroshade so okay. Okay. a lot of the times during the retroshade crazier things happen than happen during the retrograde so you know we're kind of just experiencing things for the third time and the third the second during the second retroshade so so we're getting a third pass at the energy right, and right. maybe we've had time to think about it and we're like i don't want this in my life anymore or i do mm -hmm. so or maybe you know you're a leaper rising like me and you're always going back and forth so yeah, that's the worst it's such a struggle yeah and retrogrades aren't really bad they're actually just a time of reflection and contemplation mm -hmm. where you're kind of reassessing revisiting reliving retelling you know reanalyzing everything that's going on in your life and mm -hmm. they can be good they can be bad i always say that it's only as bad as you let it be they can be frustrating because technology, traffic, travel can all have its snafus, but it's mm -hmm. basically what you make of it. The last retrograde was in Libra and that happened in this fall. And that was a little bit frustrating just because there were other aspects that were happening. Mm -hmm. So when we look at retrogrades, we also have to look at what's going on in the sky at the same time. We have one coming up in January, which will occur at the same time that Venus will be retrograde. So there's going to be a lot of hitting up X's, which happens during Mercury retrograde, which will definitely happen during Venus retrograde. I'm like kind of low key freaking out because I don't want someone I'm interested in hearing from their exes. Right. So, oh God. Um, and you know or i'm you know maybe you're a friendly ex like me you know yeah. i'm always like oh let's talk like what's going on yeah it doesn't mean that it goes anywhere so be careful because you might kind of feel like it might but it may not oh, yeah. um it's just a little bit of a flirtation kind of like flirting with danger flirting with the past a little mm -hmm. which maybe is fun to do once in a while to know that someone's thinking about you for 
a long time. Yeah. You just got to, I think you got to be careful with that. You got to make sure you're going in for the right reasons. That's the only thing, you know, sometimes we can get lonely, especially like after the holidays and stuff in January, that's like the perfect time for that to happen. Seems like the perfect storm. Yeah. I'm always keeping tabs of my, I have a Libra rising or a Libra sun. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we always kind of keep things friendly. Yeah. Not yeah, at first. Yeah. <laughs> Once the heart mends, then it's like, okay, we can be friends now. We can go. <laughs> I've moved on. We're kind of okay with like being friends with our exes. Totally. Totally. We have to. We don't understand, especially, you know, with the Satch Boon, it's, I'm always saying I'll forgive you fine, but I won't forget. Yeah. So, you know, I love checking in. I love being friendly, but I never forget when someone's really done something horrible to me. It's always playing in the back of my mind. Yeah. Me too. That's hard to turn off. Yeah. Someone, someone said to me that like, I have like the worst memory bank, like the worst for me is in the best, like a good memory, but like, I just, I don't forget anything. It's like, man, I wish I could. <laughs> There's some things I like to let go of. Yeah. So I, heading into uh, 2022, so we've got, we're starting off with um, retrograde. Um, you also said that it will be the year of cosmic love. Yes. What does that mean? So we have some really great aspects that are happening um, I'm just going to name a few because I know all of these dates can get really confusing. <laughs> so the year starts out kind of like on a lull just because we are going to be dealing with Venus retrograde, but April 12th is a really amazing day for love. We have Neptune, which is the planet of dreams connecting with Jupiter, which is planet of luck and expansion in Pisces who loves a good rom-com and story. So <laughs> When these two planets connect, it's really going to be a very heavy day for love. Um, things are going to be taken to the next level. People are going to want to commit. They're going to, you know, really be feeling their feels. They're, they're going to be wearing their hearts on their sleeves. Mm -hmm. Then the North Node is going to be entering Taurus on January 18th which will basically be, you know, Taurus is ruled by Venus. It's going to be a time where we're going to really want to cement relationships mm -hmm. or really decide where we're fully investing our time and energy. January 8th and September, October 22nd, sorry, they are two Venus star points in, that are headed our way. And this is when the Earth, Venus, and the Sun link up together in a direct row and they form a five-pointed star in the sky and we feel it on earth and it's a great time for love. Hmm. Okay. I like yeah. The gear yeah. love sounds good after the last couple of years, we've, what we've been dealing with all the uh, anger in the world right now and the well, fighting. Well, we've had a lot of really tense aspects that have yeah. happened in the past few years. Oh man, have we ever. So, Things are gonna. Things are beginning to calm down a little. Mm -hmm. um, this is the first really good year in a really long time, so okay, you know okay. things aren't things are not going to get better until I would say February. But you know, mid February, yeah, they're not going to feel better. But it's okay. We're making progress. That's all that matters. Yeah. 
Would you, um, is there any sign that you can call out for next year that's going to have like a big year or is there multiples? I mean, like, I, really think stand that, out? I think Pisces is going to have a great year. Um, Libra is going to have a good year, but their partners might be a little bit wonky once Mars goes retrograde, or maybe they'll be a little indecisive. I know <laughs> nothing worse than an indecisive Libra because they're indecisive. <laughs> yeah. You can be at times when you want to be. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, going to happen from October, end of October till January of 2023, but it's okay because maybe like your partner will just be really kind of lazy and doing things, which is fine because, you know, Libras are ruled by Venus <laughs> and you like to chill at home and do nothing <laughs> low key yeah. secretly. Yeah. Um, and Let's see. I think that Capricorns are going to have a great year as well once they get past this Venus retrograde. Mm -hmm. So that should be fun. It's a very transformative year for Capricorns. Um, I think that Geminis are finally going to have a good year in love and Virgos as well, Virgos especially. So I think in Aries as well. So I think a lot of signs are going to have a great year. Lisa, thank you so much for joining Unfiltered today. Appreciate the conversation. Looks like next year's going to be a decent year. Hopefully some good change on the horizon uh, for a lot of us. And in the meantime, we can hit you up for magic spells, right? I mean, I'm totally down to try that out. Where can people find you? Um, you can find me at lisastardust.com. And I'm also available at Lisa Stardust Astro on Instagram, Lisa Stardust underscore on Twitter, and Lisa Stardust on Facebook as well. Awesome. awesome. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. All right. Thank you for joining Unfiltered once again. Uh, you can find me on socials, of course. Hit me up. I'm around. Unfiltered with Melanie on the gram, of course. And um, to my Patreon supporters, I appreciate that you're still there. Um, my apologies that I'm, my episodes are not super consistent right now. They will be. I'm just working on a bunch of stuff. You know, it's busy times. We're all busy. It's just busy, busy, busy. But um, I, I will try to be more consistent, definitely starting in the new year. Um, I'm going to leave you with run, one recommendation. I I really haven't gotten into the full book yet. So if it's terrible, I'm sorry. I'm only like a couple pages in, but I've been waiting for so long for this book to, to come out. And it's finally here. Brene Brown, Atlas of the Heart. It's been a minute since Brene's dropped a book. And I, I, love, I love me some Brene Brown. So I've only read the first few pages. And I mean, you know, her words are like poetry. I just, I, I just love her so much. The first few pages and I'm already in. I obviously am only a few pages in. I'm saving the book for Mexico, which is coming up for me over the holidays. So maybe read it with me. Chat about it in the, you know, on, in the DMs on Instagram. I, I can't guarantee that it's a great book. But I think it's probably going to be good. I mean, it's Brene Brown. She doesn't disappoint much. Anyways, Atlas to the Heart. Thank you so much. Once again, find us on Instagram or me on Instagram, <laughs> Unfiltered with Melanie. Bye. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. 
and we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.